Good people and fellow students, this is a season finale of All That Yes, a space for performance, craft, and showbiz, when news and reviews have been flowing for music, film, content, and all that yes. So... First of all, before I even start on my list, I want to say thank you to the 21 creatives who responded to the call for our moments. 21. I've always wanted to do a year-end retrospective with multiple perspectives, but I had never imagined it would be done on the scale. I mean, we covered local films, telenovelas, and radio shows, piano, R&B, hip-hop, alternative. We recorded real-life history from Bube to members only. Y'all had me scoring poems, designing blackouts, mimicking vintage radio. I have been hard at work trying to bring these stories alive, and I feel like we managed to produce something special. And that means the world to me, so thank you. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, throughout December we ran a year-end series called Our Moments. This series aimed to explore how the music and film of the last year connected with us all on different levels. So each person chose a song, a film, an event, or an artist that really resonated with them and why it did so. This special was then split into two categories, being my musical moment and my popcorn moment. So over these last three weeks, we've gotten to hear from artists, podcasters, writers, people of the culture as they share their story. And today, I'm going to share mine from both popcorn and musical moment. Here we go. Hi, I'm Yaz the creator, host, and editor of All That Yaz. And this is my year-end moment. One of the main things that has kept me going in life and in this industry is my ability and want to believe. To believe in the magic of art and people and a life worth living. In an industry as isolating and honestly as demotivating as ours often is, my belief and passion has been one of the only driving forces that has kept me going in this industry. 2021 was the first year where for a long chunk of it, that want and need did not exist. For the first time, despite my best efforts, I couldn't picture a future to build to. I just focused on existing for that day and hoping that I could make it to the next. Part of that has been due to the increased social isolation this pandemic has brought on. But on top of that, the general outlook in a lot of things has been bleak and it's becoming harder to ignore that. The moments I'm going to be talking about are moments that, even if for just a second, for a day, for a while, injected belief in me. Either by sheer force of will or just that intangible magic that comes when a piece of art consumes you. And for the first time in all that Yaz roundups, I will be beginning with the music moments and end off with the film. So this is my musical moment. My moment happened in November. Meet My Friends held its first ever live show, the headliner of which was by Luanster. Now, Baluanster was celebrating his colors performance of Lindiwe reaching a million views on YouTube, and joining him on this landmark lineup was Zuri, Jukebox, more commonly known as the city in Silas Africa, as well as Tom Cezanne with his friends. We were upstairs of a bar in a crowd of about 30 people that grew as the night went on, but for a solid two hours, 
we just watched Greatness Unfold. Zuri was first up and this was also his first ever live performance if I'm not mistaken. You could tell in his nose that his live performance game was still young as we watched him navigate crowd and engagement and interaction, but man does that kid have some promise. From his vocal tone to his approach and humor, he has this really compelling approach to his line delivery that is sure to get killer the more he works on it. And I don't know, there's something endearing about seeing that process with an artist as pointed as he is and wants to be. So if you haven't listened to Zuri, I implore you to because he released some of the most interesting alternative R&B I've heard this year. And the more he performs, this kid is sure to be trailblazing the space in the next 18 months or so. Now Zuri set the scene and he did so really well, but what transpired afterwards? You would swear that dead collectors had arrived. Landlords were knocking with eviction notices because not only was rent overdue, but these niggas had the audacity to be sending bounce checks. When I tell you these artists were performing for their lives and our attention was the only currency that was important, they performed. <laughs> Jukebox took to the stage to bring a set that was heaped with a solid mix of funk, new age quieto, and hip hop soul. Made up of Silas Africa, who is one of the most compelling countertenors I have ever heard, and Lesedi, who is an embodiment of charisma, Jukebox rocked the crowd so much that they had to sing along to songs most of us were hearing for the first time. When I tell you they had us like putty in their hands, they literally had us in the palm of their hands. That was Jukebox paying their rent. Coming in next to cloud some outstanding loans is Tom Cezanne, and the man did not come to play alone. Cezanne was supported on electric guitar by Moano, who also had a solo performance. Now, if you've listened to this podcast extensively, you would know that I'm a big fan of Tom Cezanne. Soul Slide has probably received my most enthusiastic music review this entire year, but Tom Cezanne is one of those artists who comes alive in a live setting. If you think you've heard Cezanne sing on a record, you've only felt the tip of the iceberg. This man took us to church, slayed us, and as we were dying, sang us into the stratospheres of the heavens above with vocals that reeked of gospel and soul. And if that wasn't enough, he then brought on Nae Ayla to duet an extended version of their chart-topping hit No Way, which at the time had just gotten to number two on 5FM's pop charts. Two on the 
As someone who has spent a great majority of this pandemic at home, live music has been a scarcity. So it was somewhat of a marvel to come and experience performers who love to perform. Seeing Silas go into another headspace as he starts scatting into soprano range. Feeling Tom Cezanne and I indulge in the joy of singing whilst Moana shreds his guitar. All of this still building up to the main event that is by Luanster. Now, Balawansta is seasoned in the art of engaging an audience with his storytelling. This man probably has a whole second life waiting for him in public speaking if he wants to because he is that captivating of an orator. It shows in a style of music, but there's an added charm and quirkiness to it when he's performing it right there, guiding you into his world to live in it. And that night, Bailuansta made a celebration of his coming of age story, and we were really all just there to revel in it. It was an unforgettable night. That Meet My Friends lineup was filled with talented and passionate performers who took joy in sharing their passion. They all had completely different vibes but took the time to bring us into each one intimately and I was taken by it. The greatness of that lineup is a testament to Sith Leon who has become a pillar for Indian alternative artists with his movement. The Meet My Friends team are fostering a space not just for music to live but for artists to explore themselves. And that is so vital with the decreasing amount of spaces that are existing just for that as a direct result of the pandemic. I have the deepest amount of admiration for what Meet My Friends is doing and that is why they are my musical moment. Before moving to my popcorn moment, I would also like to shout out Treetops. This event was very much my moment before I went to meet my friends. Hosted by Not Benjamin, Treetops was a star-studded concert filled with an eclectic lineup of alternative artists that included Marcus Harvey, Lord Kez, Rojo, Mars Baby, Dave Martian, and more. There was a performance by Lord Kez and Mars Baby that is seared into my brain until I had the opportunity to watch them perform again. What Mars Baby is able to do with guitar looping in an intimate crowd is honestly sensational. Losing yourself to Rojo's Lose Yourself is the moment, but for obvious reasons, I am waiting to hear him perform Levitate live for the first time. But essentially, I just wanted to shout out Not Benjamin for pulling off that event, and now we can move on to our popcorn moment. Now, I have chosen three three things to highlight in this section and to some degree I've spoken about all three things on this very podcast so I won't be giving full reviews on them more than I will be highlighting what resonated with me about them. My three moments are all in different formats so I'll be speaking on one film, one television show and one piece of online content. Starting with film. My film moment of the year goes to Pusha Press Panda, which is also my favorite local film that I've watched this year. I speak more in depth about it in part 2 of our Durban International Film Festival special, but Pusha Press Panda is the directorial film debut of Dick Rubin, starring Tolo Masejo and produced by Leila Swad. It follows Tolo's character as a homeless girl who leaves her abandoned warehouse to find money so that she can take care of a sister who's currently sick. Simply put, this film is a breath of fresh air. It brings such a dramatic flair to its filmmaking and has this idiosyncratic approach to storytelling that contrasts South Africa's style of filmmaking that is really more realism based. It's a singular experience that gives stakes to the most mundane of tasks and is just filled with so much heart. The cast and crew are bevy of young filmmakers who are trailblazing more alternative paths for filmmaking and as a filmmaker myself, 
watching that film both inspired me and gave me hope that we're making space for more riskier and daring types of storytelling. Unfortunately, I can't play a teaser of this film because the current trailer that exists, the audio is literally just score, so it wouldn't make sense. But now we're going to move on to our online moment. And my online moment goes to the unrelenting force that is looking for Mjolo. In less than one year, the speed dating show has given us three seasons of reality comedy gold with its cast. And the growth in the filmmaking from the first to the last has been an endearing journey. We are witnessing Tata Rampedi come into his own as a creative director and seeing what it looks like when he has a team supporting him. Just look at the growth from the first season's sound issues and makeshift set to the ever-changing scenery of season 3 that can compete with a lot of our broadcast shows. What do you like wait, wait, what, what's this? Soya sauce. You didn't like it? It's like fried coke in a way. That might be the best decision ever. That is crazy. <laughs> that is so like great. Fried coke. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How did you come up with wow, this? Wow, that's great. It's not nice. Not a fried coke. No, it was so sour. I, I didn't, that's the main thing. I feel like this, this was nice. This was but nice. But the sushi, I mean, the soy sauce threw it off. Mm. I'm but sorry. What mm. are you? What am I? Yeah. What do you mean? In terms of mupe, di Oh, I'm Kosa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, season three was sponsored by Mr. Delivery. I'm a Mr. D user and I can't explain to you the glee I felt the first time that app marketed looking for Mjolo to me. I have been yearning to witness this type of brand interaction with the local film and to see it happen with the web series, these moves. Tataran Petty is really doing the most and I hope to see this growth continue for him and his channel. All that yes has an episode with Tata exploring full-time content creation as our episode 14. But if you're a reality fan and you haven't watched him looking for Mjolo, right now is the perfect time to binge. Our final popcorn moment is a moment that helped me launch this entire podcast. I'd started plans for all that yes around February of this year to launch as an online video show on another platform. I had content plans, we were going to launch early April with topics I was really excited to explore. But as negotiations went on, a lot of things were thrown out in the process until eventually the conversation itself stopped. With it also left part of my desire to do my own entertainment show because I didn't have the resources I wanted to achieve the original idea. Then I saw the trailer of the Underground Railroad with Tusumbedu in all her glory as the first South African to lead a series on a major American network. And I knew. Come hell or high water, I had to do something to commemorate this momentous occasion. I also knew that writing about it on Next Gen Greats would not be enough because explaining what this moment meant to me would not be adequately covered in my usual thousand word think pieces. And so I decided then that the Underground Railroad would be the centerpiece of my first episode of All That Yaz as the audio podcast we have today. And to date, it is the longest review I've ever published. And despite it being one of my least polished, it still resonates with me as one of the most exciting things I've ever spoken about. And I don't think I've even scratched the surface of the brilliance that show is and has. If there was a moment where belief, the wonder and wants to dream was injected directly into my veins, it was watching the Underground Railroad especially after I got past the first episode. If I feel brave enough one day, I'll probably do a visitation of the Underground Railroad, but for now, what exists is what exists, and those are my moments of the year. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this special and found or learned something new. I know for certain that I did. 
Thank you to everyone that took the time to share these precious moments with us as we looked at the moments that defined our 2021. I really don't have much else to say, but thank you to my good people and fellow students, to all the creatives that trusted me with their work and stories, to Oshoku and Kibbs for your support and all that yes, and to Doshi and Pazik who throughout this show have allowed me to use some of my favorite music as score. And finally, thank you. I hope you have a safe and joyous rest of your holiday season. I'm excited to have just a little bit of rest and I shall see you all in the new year. Keep safe, all the love in the world, and to my good people and fellow students, this is the final episode of All That Yes for 2021.